We want our entire experience to change. We want to have a totally different result. We want the thing, the light bulb to turn on, the grant to come through, the papers to come out on time. We want the relationships to be better. We want the raise at our work. We want all these things to happen. But we will want that deeply while sitting around and just hoping it happens. That's what miracles are. Miracles are this thing is just going to come through and happen and I'm not going to have to do anything. I just sit here and hope, sit here and pray and it's going to happen. And let me tell you something. There is a lot of benefit in terms of the larger academic culture for you to stay in that positioning. Hello, hello. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Hello. So I get so many questions along the lines of, ah, how can I work with you? (laughs) You're changing my life and I want more of this. And if you fall into that category and you are a woman of color, faculty member in academic medicine, public health, or allied fields, then just keep listening. Listen, are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3X your productivity, hone your passions into funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you've been to every career development and professional development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face. If you're working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first. If you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about, I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help women of color faculty of all career levels in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support and sustainability. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, our six-month high-performance coaching program for high-achieving women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good. So you lead your career with clarity and confidence. 
you learn productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time, abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you and it's waiting on you to make the first step. If you are ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to join our waitlist at kemidole.com backslash grant. After you join the waitlist, you'll be notified when the next Get That Grant cohort will be enrolling. Your application process will include an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that the career you want isn't really possible. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to level up your experience and your impact. Join the waitlist today to get in line. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to sign up. Talk to you soon. Hello. I'm bringing to you my experience for myself this morning because I really feel like it's going to help at least one person out there, which is how we can get into this very weird positioning of waiting on a miracle instead of taking action. And I posted a, a quick reel about this earlier today because here's the bottom line that happened to me because I'm dragging myself. I just want to be very clear here. Here's what happened to me. I woke up anxious this morning. I woke up like, oh, I don't know how this is going, this project I'm working on, it's going, all this stuff. Feeling like, I don't know if I do what I'm supposed to do. Basically being annoyed at like not seeing a result that I was waiting on. I'm like, where is it? Where are these results? I don't see them coming through. And I was deeply annoyed. And then I was anxious about that and thinking about like all of the consequences that are going to happen if this thing that I've been waiting on does not come through, if it doesn't come through, all these things. And then I almost started like planning for failure. Shout out to if you've ever done that, right? I started planning for what I'm going to do, assuming that things aren't going to work out, assuming it's going to be a problem. This is where we go. It's so easy to do this. And then that's when I caught myself. When I realized, oh my gosh, I'm making plan B, C, D, and E, planning for failure. I need to interrupt this right now. Kemi, what is going on? So before I tell you what is going on, let me tell you what happens to us all the time in academic medicine and public health is that we have normalized planning for failure. We have completely normalized it. So what I just described is just a typical Tuesday morning. And what happens is we've normalized this isn't going to work out. The paper's not going to get accepted. The grant's not going to get funded. The study is not going to enroll on time. The research is not going to go work out. My work is not going to go work out. Let me go grab something that somebody else is doing. Let me go be a co-I, a co-investigator on this person's project. Let me go check my email. I don't know why we do this. We'll do it at our most vulnerable moments. We want to be distracted from our anxiety about our work not going well or our productivity not being where it is. And we will go check email as a distraction so we can go make a whole bunch of terrible decisions. Like, I don't know why we do this. So then you go into your email and then the planning for failure just takes off, right? Because, well, I don't know, this paper just got rejected. So maybe I should say yes to this request that I want to say no to, because now I'm not feeling so confident in myself as a faculty member or whatever the requests are. We're in a much more vulnerable place and we're much more likely to say yes when we mean no. And the cycle just continues and continues, right? 
that is such a default. And it's funny, I'm talking about this because obviously what we do at KD Coach LLC, we coach about this all the time. We coach about interrupting that pattern of planning for failure, interrupting the pattern of making terrible decisions while you're checking your email because of what it really represents. It really represents a distraction from doubling down on the work that you really want to do, right? And when the work that you really want to do isn't working out, like this morning when I was really worried and I woke up like, oh, I'm really anxious. I'm not seeing the results that I wanted to. I'm not seeing things come through the way I wanted them to come through. That can be deeply uncomfortable. And instead of interrogating what's happening and auditing, not just the project, auditing ourselves, y'all, auditing, what am I doing? Instead of doing that part, we jump to planning for failure, which is almost where I went this morning. Jumping to planning for failure, distracting yourself through email, social media, all of that stuff. This is what you're not doing. Meanwhile, what we're not doing is actually taking a critical and clear assessment of what has led me to this place where I'm not getting what I want out of this project, out of this effort, out of whatever? Why is that not happening? And you know what happened to me this morning? You know what I realized? I'm not doing what I know works. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, Kevin, this is not your first time around the block. <laughs> You're not some girl off the street. You didn't just get here. You know how to be successful. You know how to set a target and a goal. You know how to reach high. You know how to aim high, take the big swing, go after it and secure the bag. You know how to do this. You have iterated this over and over again. So the question is not, oh my gosh, it's not going to work. I don't see, I don't see the tangible results of what I'm going after. The question is, am I doing what I know is required to get the result I am looking for? That's the question. And when I asked myself that question, you know what the answer was. I told y'all, today I am dragging myself. The answer was no. It was a very clear no. It was obvious. I was like, wow, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't double check on this. I didn't follow up here. I did, I did not do what I know is required to get the result I'm looking for. So now I get to decide, one, what happened, and two, am I going to do it? Am I actually going to do it? Because that's the real choice. That's the choice that's meaningful. Am I going to do what I know I need to do to get the result that's required? Or am I going to sit back and pretend I don't know what's required? And I'm going to sit back and just wait on some other constellation of things to happen to create the result that I want. And once I got there, and then I dragged myself internally, <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't want to do the things that I know are required. Here's the thing. like Not all the things that are required are fun. Most of them are not convenient. That's the big thing. Most of them are not convenient. But the bottom line is they work. The bottom line is the tools work. And so once I got into that clarity space and I was like, all right, let me get back in. Let me do things that are inconvenient to me right now. I don't really want to do them, but I'm going to do them anyway. And then I'm going to move on and the anxiety comes down and I interrupt the pattern of going to distract myself and make some bad decisions and start planning for failure. Why am I coming on this, y'all? Because you know what I see women of color faculty in academic medicine and public health do all the time? 
we get to that place. We'll get to this, oh, it's not working. I'm really upset about whatever's going on. My productivity is not where I want it to be. I am constantly behind on the papers I want to write and the things I want to get done too. I am constantly saying yes when I mean to say no. Why is this happening to me still? Why is this still an issue for me? I am not getting the support that I need from the people around me. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to navigate this situation. So we'll acknowledge all of those things, right? I don't have good time management. Microenvironment is not optimized the way I want it to be. I'm not focused and spending my best time in the projects that I want to be spending them on. And then we will simply start accommodating all of those things, which is what I call planning for failure. We'll just be like, okay, well, how am I going to accommodate this super unappealing situation? Instead of taking action, instead of going, well, what are the things I know I need to do to put my productivity where it needs to be? What are the things I know I need to do in order to have firmer boundaries that I can actually uphold? What are the things I need to do in order to know that when I am going after the grant, when I'm going after the big thing, I'm always putting in my best work, not my tired last minute work. What are the things I need to do? What are the inconvenient things that I know work that I need to do to change my experience? Instead of that, we will just wait on a miracle. It's so easy. We will just distract ourselves and hope it changes. We will say things like, well, let me just get this paper done and then things will get better. If I just get through this week and this task, then things will calm down. Y'all, who ever told you that? Who told you things calm down? They're not sentient. Things don't calm down. You create the calm that you want in your work life by doing inconvenient things that work. That's how that works. We will sit back and wait on a miracle. And that's why I call it that because it's like we want our entire experience to change. We want to have a totally different result. We want the thing, the light bulb to turn on, the grant to come through, the papers to come out on time. We want the relationships to be better. We want the raise at our work. We want all these things to happen. But we will want that deeply while sitting around and just hoping it happens. That's what miracles are. Miracles are this thing is just going to come through and happen and I'm not going to have to do anything. I just sit here and hope, sit here and pray and it's going to happen. And let me tell you something. There is a lot of benefit in terms of the larger academic culture for you to stay in that positioning. Because if you're stuck in the positioning of waiting on a miracle, and I include miracle as like all your circumstances will just miraculously change. The mentor that's not helpful will miraculously undergo some transformation. Your immediate direct supervisor will undergo some massive transformation and all of a sudden support you in all ways. These are the miracles I'm talking about. Miraculously, all of these things will just improve. For us to be sitting there in that positioning and waiting on a miracle, it makes us so easy to manipulate and it makes us so easy to make decisions that are not aligned with our best self. Because while we're just sitting there waiting, we will be constantly trying to adjust and overcome the shortcomings that we see, but are not actually doing anything about. Because that is distracting. Then we don't have to wonder, what could I be doing? I'm on here today to tell y'all that if you want to have a different experience, if you want to have a different result, 
You have to actually do the things that you know work. And a lot of times those things are inconvenient. A lot of times those things take something from us. They demand that we invest something because you have to actually do and take action to have a different result. When you already know what to do, you have to do the thing to get the result. It turns out you can't just do it once and be like, I'm done, right? That's what I reminded myself this morning. I said, Kemi, what made you wake up this morning and think that you don't have to lead yourself today, that you don't have to use any of your tools of self-leadership and yet you'll have the same experience? That's not true. You need to get those self-leadership tools out and you need to do what you need to do to get the experience that you're looking for. Same thing, y'all. I talk about self-leadership because when we really think of ourselves, not as just experiencing these careers, but as leading ourselves through our careers, I'm leading myself through my career. Then you realize I am the leader here. And you know what? If there's a problem, that is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to figure out. If I have a problem with boundaries and time management, I need to take action to improve that for myself. I am the leader here. I'm not going to wait on a miracle and circumstances changing or wait for somebody else to stop asking me for stuff. Let me tell you newsflash. If you're a high achiever, if you are a bad bitch doing your work, if you know you're excellent at what you do, people will not stop asking you for things. You got to stop being mad that people ask you for things. What they're telling you over and over and over again is that you can get the job done. They know you can do it. That's what that means. It's your responsibility to learn how to create time management and boundaries and structure and sanity in your days so that you enjoy your career. And to do that requires taking action. And if there's a gap there in the how for you, then your action is to align yourself with a learning process that you can undergo so you can close that gap. Not to wait on a miracle that people will stop asking me to do things. Not to wait on a miracle that I will just wake up one day and know how to do boundaries now in my career. Not to wait on a miracle that I will wake up one day and know how to maximize my productivity, even though every day before this, I've wanted that to happen and it's never happened. You have to go, you know what? I'm in charge here. I'm the leader here. I know that I want a different experience. I know the results that I want. I know I'm currently not getting them. And it is my job as the leader to take action on that. It is my job to recognize that there will be an element of inconvenience on that, but that will be well worth the result I'm looking for. That's the question. So you know what I asked myself this morning when I was in my feelings, I was like really annoyed in this totally disempowered state of like not seeing the results that I wanted to see. I was literally like, Kami, are you just going to stay here or are you going to be inconvenienced just for a couple hours of doing the things you know you need to do to get to the other side of this? And of course, I was willing to take action. That's what you have to ask yourself. You know what? Am I willing to be inconvenienced? Am I willing to learn? Am I willing to go on a journey so that I can have a different experience so I can close the skill gaps that I might have? so that I can have the career that I want within the time that I have doing the work that I love? That's the question. But if you want those things, if you want to have the career you want in the time that you have doing the work that you love, 
You cannot be in a position of waiting on a miracle. You can't be in a position of waiting on everything around you to change but you. It doesn't work that way, y'all. It's an inside job. It starts here first. Of course, there's a million things that we can change and optimize outside of you, but none of it sticks. None of it is meaningful if it doesn't start in here first. And the beginning, the first step of that change is recognizing, wow, I am actually in charge here and I need to go do some inconvenient, expensive, time-consuming things to change my experience because it's worth it. I'm not going to be waiting on a miracle anymore. I'm going to take power here. And you know what that does? You know what that gets you? This is what's so annoying about the process, by the way. I find it annoying too, (laughs) is that you move into an empowered state. You actually go through, check off the boxes of things you either want You already know what you need to do to change your experience. That was me this morning. I said, I know what I need to do to get the result I want. I just said, not doing it. So let me go do it. Or you recognize, I don't know what I need to do, but I know who does. (laughs) I know where I can find that help. So I'm going to go get that help. Either way, you make that choice. You make that decision and you commit. And you have to commit, by the way, because if you don't have a commitment, you're not going to see it through. You don't do inconvenient things for fun. That's the whole point. They're not convenient, right? You make the commitment, but then now you're moving from an empowered place. Now you're moving from a place of power, but not only that, you're moving from a place of clarity. Instead of moving from a very vague, unclear place of waiting on a miracle to fix everything outside and inside your experience, You take control of your own experience so you can be more clear-headed and thus more effective, more eloquent, more specific when you go out there to ask for the external circumstances to change. This is what I'm trying to tell you. It's not letting racist, sexist systems off the hook. Don't do that. It's not that. It's not letting uncomfortable and ridiculous and toxic mentors and things off the hook. It's not any of that, y'all. What it is, though, is putting you in a place where the best version of you is advocating for yourself. It's putting you in a place where you can say, no, I'm in charge of my productivity. You don't worry about that. What I need you to do is fix X, Y, Z. And you know what? That's a place that's more effective. That's a place where you're more likely to see the change that you're looking for. So I just wanted to come on today very impromptu to just share with you that experience I had this morning because I had to really tell myself, you know what, Kami? I'm actually glad I had the experience because it reminds me of how it feels. It reminds me of the default in our academic cultures, this default posture of waiting on the mirror, not taking any action about the experience that we're having that we don't like, but waiting on a miracle for things to change. And y'all, we don't have to do that. If you already know what you need to do, to optimize your productivity and knock out those papers before the end of the year, go do it. Go do the thing. Be inconvenienced and do the thing. But if the thing for you is to pull an all-nighter or to work all the time or to have no boundaries or to work all your nights and weekends, if that's the process by which you have to take to finish these papers before the end of the year, then you need to learn a better way. You need to learn a better way. Same thing with optimizing our mentors. Same thing with your grant getting strategy. 
Same thing with building your future career vision and being able to make a tangible one-year milestone, the month-by-month calendar. These are your career foundational skills. And you cannot wait on a miracle. You cannot wait on somebody else to just bestow this on you in this very passive way. You have to decide, I am going to learn this for me, not for the institution, not for this person over here, not for this person over here. I'm going to learn this for me because y'all, once you do, mm, once you learn this for you, do you see how you will start to move different? You're not worried about what they're doing at the institution anymore. You're not worried about what Johnny over there is doing. Why would you be worried about that? You've got what you need in here. Okay, somebody needs to write this down. Inconvenient investment in ourselves. Inconvenient investment in our personal growth and development has a uniformly net positive return on investment, period. Because if it's inconvenient, then you're going to take it seriously. You're going to actually do it. If it's an investment, then you are going to stick with it because you have that commitment. And if you do that in a process that is (laughs) data-driven, proven to work time in and time out, tailored to the needs that you have, you cannot lose because you will leave that process a better version of yourself with more skills and more tools and strategies than you came in. And that's what I want for all of us. So that's what I had to drag myself on this morning. I had to remind myself that I'm the leader of my experience and I know what to do. And if I'm looking out and I'm not having the experience or the results that I'm looking for, then I need to take action. That's what I need. So I want to invite all of you into that. I love y'all. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.